1: Welcome back to the St. Andrew's podcast. We are excited to welcome you virtually uh, to St. Andrew's where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. And I hope that you are having a great week, that God is doing something new in you and that you are exploring what he is doing. Uh, So today I am in studio with my good friends. I'm going to introduce the man of the hour, the hour of, oh, I almost said the hour of power. Do you remember say, that?
0: I, I thought you were going to say the big cheese. <laughs> the big cheese.
1: <laughs> we were talking about cheese and staff meeting, and y- you truly are <laughs> the big cheese. I'm, I, I'm
0: as cheesy as they come. <laughs> I, I so get weird. that. How are you
1: today, Pastor I DA? am good.
0: And last week, uh, you know, when we were podcasting, I thought there's something that I have not done in a while that is, I think, something that there are some I won't say a lot but some of our listeners want to know because we haven't talked about it for a while and uh, that that is how are your shoes
1: (gasps) how are my shoes I have come into a new era of shoes do you want to know do we have time to
0: (gasps) discuss this I will give a very abbreviated (laughs) version
1: (laughs) no I really have I looked at my closet the other day which I did a massive closet clean out a couple of weeks ago yes to make room for New shoes, and uh, you know, there is a as much as I love fashion and keeping up with fashion, like I love that. Mm -hmm. I still have a very hard time letting go of old Old fashioned fashion, yes, because I have loved it so much, yes, that I then don't want to let it go. But as we know with fashion, it's all about the ever changing, exactly, opinions of people somewhere that don't live in Oklahoma so I uh, got these new shoes and it's kind of a series of new shoes because the ballet flat is coming back into style okay do you know what the ballet flat is I
0: actually am ashamed to admit that I do know what the ballet flat is there it
1: is (laughs) right there
0: in brown (laughs) suede (laughs) I
1: just showed him the ballet flat but yes it's it's this great era of shoes that was probably popular I don't know 20 30 years ago I don't even know I, it had to be in my it was in my lifetime though when I was old enough to have shoes but anyway it's a whole era of shoes that's coming back and I am very excited so
0: about it. it's a series of shoes so did I just see like
1: this was the camel shoe colored number one? yes camel, and then huh? now How
0: dare have... me call it brown <laughs>
1: <laughs> right and then of course you have to have the classic black and then I also have the one that is the the showstopper because you got to have the staples no that would be great although that would have been probably good in the early 2000s but then there is the one (laughs) (laughs) now that is I don't even know what to call it see a true fashionista would know what it's called but it is the ballet flat that has um, I don't even know what to call it it has holes in it (laughs) But well, they're supposed to be there, <laughs> like
0: Swiss cheese, like sandals. Right.
1: So whoever's listening, I'm sure my good friend Christy is listening to this. So she will come to me on Sunday because I will try to wear them on Sunday.
0: I was gonna say you got to wear them on Sunday. I will.
1: Yes. So then everybody can know. But they are the most comfortable shoe, but also adorable. But also it has holes in it. But also it's sort of suedey. <laughs> anyway, it's fantastic. It's I digress. Perforated <laughs> flats. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and see, now all of our listeners will want to come to Oklahoma City just, just to see, see the wonder shoes. of there the shoes. Yeah, right exactly. there. Thanks well, for asking.
0: I, you know, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. And, and of course, the other voice of laughter in here today yes. is our studio technician <laughs> engineer, Mr. Jeff Smith. Jeff, I know how you're doing, but go ahead and tell everybody else. You know, I'm doing good doing good. Uh-huh. And if Jeff is silent today, just know that uh he got a little involved in some <laughs> hockey games last weekend and yes. uh has lost a lot of his voice. He's just now kind of getting back some strength. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give him a pass if he doesn't talk a lot That's today. That's right. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> well, we're in this uh series on creation and um we looked at something this last week that was different. It, it's like when you read creation, God created this on this day, this on another day. You know, light on day one, yep. sky on day two. But now God uh, is picking up the pace a little <laughs> bit because God creates more than one thing on day three. Uh, dry land and vegetation. And, and I just mm-hmm. want to remind our listeners, and again, Uh, the Hebrew understanding was that there were like three layers. You know, we read the Spirit of God was hovering above the face of the waters. It's plural. Three levels of waters, three faces of waters that they saw. And uh, to create sky, God separates the upper layer from the middle layer. That was the the visual that we operated with. Well, this week we're going to focus on the middle layer now. And even though we have this understanding that it's waters, beneath that water it's dry land Mm -hmm. and so god says okay well let's let the waters be gathered in one place and the dry land be gathered in another place and that's what happened and of course then the other part is that god didn't leave the land barren right uh god's gonna populate it and decorate it and make it astoundingly beautiful Mm -hmm. but but when we think of um god revealing something of himself in creation one of the um Scriptures that I learned. This was our first year of seminary. Mm. I actually was able to take systematic theology as a first year student because mm. of my undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. And the professor we had, Dr. Farah, uh, one of the important practices of his life was memorizing scripture. Oh, wow. And he made us memorize scripture every week in class, so the last day of class, we had. A scripture memory test. Yeah. We could do it out of whatever translation we wanted. Just you know, not a paraphrase.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it was always something to do with whatever doctrine we were studying. Sure. And of course, a lot of um, things start in the beginning with with God right. and, and creation. And the first scripture that he had us memorize was Romans one twenty, that reads, "For ever since the world was created." People have seen the earth and sky. So, there we have Mm -hmm. the sky from day two, the the earth that Mm -hmm. we're looking at more today. Um, And through Mm -hmm. everything God made, they can clearly see God's invisible qualities. Mm -hmm. That there are things, you know, I love this because there's things about God we can't see, but we believe. See his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature. So, Mm -hmm. people have no excuse. Mm For not knowing God. That's
1: my favorite sentence. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. I love that.
0: I remember when I was in uh, college, there was a girl I was talking to one day. And I mean, somebody we've seen around campus, she came to different things. And we were talking one day. And I think this may have been the first time I ever talked to somebody that told me they did not believe in God. And I was just kind of taken back because I hadn't really experienced that. And and we're, we're sitting out, it's a beautiful spring day and whatever lawn we were sitting at Mm -hmm. on at ocu you know some things were buzzing and some bees were you know pollinating the the plants Uh, and we just sat there and talked you know i I felt so inadequate to Mm -hmm. be able to say well, this is why you should believe in God and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. sometimes God works powerfully yes. through our inadequacy yes. because uh, I just didn't have any answers for her. You know, yeah. She didn't believe in something that I believed in, yeah. something I was raised to believe, something maybe that I honestly was taking for granted at yeah. that point in my life. But I just remember as we continue to talk, and I wasn't trying to argue her one way or the other, probably because I was dealing with my own level of disbelief <laughs> yeah. at that point. Uh, But then she stopped and she said, the only time I believe that maybe there's a God Uh is when it snows. Because when it snows, Mm. I can't imagine anything so beautiful that was not created.
1: Wow! You know,
0: and then when I go to seminary, I read this scripture, I'm thinking, I, where, where is she now? I need to go back. <laughs> I need to, I need to her tell scripture. her God is showing himself to you through wow. what has been made and he's showing you his invisible power and he's uh-huh. showing you his divine yeah. nature. So, yeah. uh, well, well, I
1: love that too, because in that you can really see God's provenient grace was at work in her life. Absolutely. Right. In that moment, because obviously there's something about her that connected with the beauty of that and. And I imagine God used that conversation that you had with her and the fact that she loves snow in a lot of ways in her life.
0: Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. and it is such a testimony of provenient grace because Mm -hmm. God knew that was going to come up in the conversation. Yeah, I certainly was not prepared for that. Yeah, Uh, And even though as someone who at that point who would have said, you know, I've been a Christian my whole life, you know, I was 20, maybe 21 years old, uh, to not just – respond in a way that would have pushed her yeah. away from god and yeah. i really don't remember any much more about the conversation that one of the things i remember is whatever little thing was blooming yeah. uh, she w- had would pick some because they were just going to get mowed anyway right uh and then she just went i just got stung by a bee and so oh, no. that kind of ended the conversation <laughs> no, um because funny. she had to go take you know Oh death, where is something. your
1: sting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I I got a good story about that for another time. Okay. But, <laughs> but but anyhow, um, when when I did finally learn the scripture in that systematic theology class, it you know God reminded me that yeah. I have revealed myself to her yes. through what I have created. Yes, and uh, that's one of the things I think we like about snow, and we haven't had a snow yeah. in Oklahoma. We've seen a few flakes blowing around, but it is so pure mm. and so driven so and so peaceful mm-hmm. and, it is. Um, it really that's is. wonderful so when when god you know said hey let the waters gather in one place mm-hmm. and the dry land in another place um we just believe that's what happened we don't try to figure the rest of it out yeah but i remember how in elementary school we we used to have these things in elementary school i don't know if they still have them anymore i mm-hmm. actually have one at home that i love it was called a globe. <laughs> you know, uh, Jeff, um, do you know what one of uh, those are? I actually had one. Oh, yeah, good, good, me too. <laughs> You know, a model of the planet Earth. <laughs> I, have, I had my globe. And I remember how... Um, our teachers would say that some people think at one point the continent of Africa mm-hmm. was pushed up against North and South America, and where right. we see Central America with the Gulf of Mexico, you know, maybe the yeah. the you know part of Africa that points to the west yeah. fit in that, and you know that kind of makes sense. It kind of yeah. looks like maybe it could have happened. You know, they believe that um, the bearing straight Straight? you know they've they've got all the aleutian islands i guess that's what they're called that go from uh alaska almost all the way to russia they think maybe that was a land bridge at one time that that people traveled on Uh the bible doesn't really talk about how things happened in that Mm -hmm. way that wasn't the purpose of the bible Mm -hmm. uh but i did read that when we talk about this idea of Pangea that the earth yeah. was one land mass that eventually separates into the different continents. Uh, I read one theory that said geography does seem to support the theory that, uh, land did pull apart. And part of that is based on the fact that all the seas of the world are still mm. connected. Mm-hmm. And so separation mm-hmm. between land and, uh, sea, it's just, it's really kind of fun to look at that globe that I have at home sometimes and think, I don't know if that's how it happened or not. Right. But it's just kind of neat that people try to figure out how did this happen? And, of yeah. course, as people of faith, ours is how did God make this happen? Right. And what we come up with is, well, God said let it happen, and that's what happened. Uh-huh, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, and I love, too, like we talked about last week with the sky and how God kind of uses that as a masterpiece. In a sense, he, I believe whether whether the land – looked more like it did now when God created it, or it looked more like Pangea. Either way, we know that land is is kind of breathable. Like, it does move. It does have tectonic plates, and it does move from time to time, and it quakes, and the whole thing. But there's this interesting thing in my mind that God— uses the sky as a, as a landscape for his masterpiece, but he also uses the earth as a landscape Absolutely. for his masterpiece as well. And so the ever-changing seasons, which I know we're going to talk about next week, right. but the idea that things really don't stay the same and yet they have a beautiful cycle is kind of a, just a cool thing.
0: It, you, know, you know, again, the deeper you look into this narrative in Genesis mm-hmm. on creation, it's just kind of boggling the mind. And yeah. and even scientifically, as people are able to use you know, these high-powered telescopes to see outer space yes. or the high-powered microscope yes. to see, you know, cellular structure right. and, and the things we continue to learn, it's like yeah, it's God spoke, incredible. and that's what happened. Maybe yeah. if, if God were to explain it to us, our brain would explode. I think it but probably we just would. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't contain it all. Yeah. So now we have dry land, and we have waters gathered into one place. And I, and I tried to paint a visual picture for people by saying sometimes the, the dry land, I, th- I think of the coast, and mm. I think of these rocky cliffs, where the waves just smash against it and yeah. spray flies everywhere. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes when I watch TV, I'll be watching Running Wild with Bear Grills. Yes. I don't know if you ever watch that. <laughs> right. But one that comes to mind is where there's this big cliff uh, up against the sea, mm-hmm. and they... Repel down oh, so yeah. far and then the rope doesn't go all the way the water that was yeah. part of the plan and they dive into the surface so that's how deep the water is wow. i mean it's just it's phenomenal amazing. to think about that but yeah. I, I do realize that most people when they think of the beach want to see the crystal clear turquoise emerald waters right slowly lapping up on the right. soft sand shores
1: uh-huh i totally agree and you know it's so so interesting when i think about the difference in uh, water landscapes because a few years back we went to uh, La Jolla Beach in California my family and I did and uh, I've been to a lot of beaches in my life but never one like that where it was very very rocky and um, and the seals would sit yeah. out the wild seals and oh my goodness it was just incredible but yeah we just have a lot of different uh, ideas of what the beach looks like well
0: oh. and one of the ones I remember is something that a picture that you shared years ago years ago <laughs> a couple of years ago <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> in, in a Sermon uh-huh. where uh, y'all went out of the boat at night oh, and you yeah. got in the water the and luminous it was like luminescent. Lagoon.
1: Yeah, yes. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah, where it would glow as you moved it because of the uh, water mixing with the little animals. It was I'm, I'm
0: that guy that would have just been stirring up water, <laughs> <everywhere>, right, <laughs> trying to see how much luminescence right. I could create. Oh in man, the, it was really the cool. Water.
1: But I loved the part in your message when you talked about um, ha- how the creation reflects God's life giving power through. Reproduction. This is right. one of the things I love about the creation story that, that I think a lot of people miss if if you're not really looking at it because a lot of people read the creation story and they again try to find a scientific explanation for right. everything that's ever happened, which, which is, is okay, which yeah. is fine, yeah. but it's not what the what the it's not what Moses intended when right. he was writing the scripture, but um, but the thing about the. God's creation and its ability to multiply is something that we see throughout scripture in parables that Jesus tells when he talks about the parable of the talents and the people that got a certain number of talents and they multiplied those things. We see it rampant in the creation story that basically everything that God creates in terms of plants, animals, humans, all of those things can multiply on their own. And to me, it's it's this beautiful example of how God says, okay, this is what I can do. I can create out of nothing. But as humans, you are my creation. Even as animals, you're my creation. As plants, you're my creation. I'm I'm putting a part of myself into you. You have this Absolutely. ability to do that. And he didn't have to do that. No. You know? Like, he didn't. But he did, and it's amazing.
0: Well, and, and I always try to envision, because it specifically talked about um, seed-bearing plants, mm-hmm. seed-bearing trees. I probably yes. focus more on trees, but I, I started thinking of the giant sequoias oh, in California. Yeah. And I've never seen them. That's kind of a bucket list thing. Yeah. I would love to see them someday. Um, I don't know how they reproduce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I know is it's important mm-hmm. that they reproduce because. Um uh, this is a sequoia redwood 101 oh uh, nice y- y'all probably you, know you don't this. even have to pay extra the, for this the uh the root system of those giant trees is not very deep
1: oh i did know that. and yes. that
0: they bind each other together, together so a strong wind's not going to blow them over yes and so it's important they reproduce so they can continue to exist yeah right uh, or then you think of you know, the palm tree. Yeah. You know, uh, and at this point, I'm going to go with coconuts, not the date palm. Yes. But the, the coconut, you know, that's the fruit yeah. of that tree. That is a seed. seed right. And what a seed
1: <laughs> yeah. it is.
0: And and then you think of something uh, it, that Jesus talks about, the tiny mustard seed. Yeah, exactly. And, and I remember when uh, I was in Bethlehem several years ago, uh, we're just the... Um, a guy that was kind of a guide for us had driven me and uh friend, Matt Judkins to go mm-hmm. see the church of the nativity. I said, oh, yeah. I can't come to Bethlehem and not go there. Yeah. And we're coming back. All of a sudden he just pulled down this little side street and he goes, oh, i got to show you this. Mm-hmm. And there's this weed growing, oh. <laughs> growing on the side of the road. Yeah. And he, he takes his keys and he goes over and he scrapes it and he goes, this is mustard seed. Oh, and, and it's, it's just so little, tiny. I'm like, wow, those are, oh, are seeds. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I do like that it says the trees will bear the fruit for their own kind. So, you know, I just want y'all to know if y'all have an oak tree in your backyard and Mm -hmm. you keep hoping those acorns are going to turn into coconuts, it's probably (laughs) not going to happen. Right.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Don't hold your breath on that one. I do love that part though, too, because that really stuck out to me Sunday when you were talking was that, you know, they, they bear the fruit and the seed of their own kind to be able to reproduce that. And, you know, it's It is truly like God has this built-in system of life right and and that's just
0: cool and and this also again speaks to the mission of our church i I have said for years at coffee with the pastor about the whole uh, method we have of discipleship to know right grow and go and i I said one of the ways that we understand that we are maturing as people of faith is when we have the ability to reproduce when we have the ability Mm -hmm. to help other people find uh, faith in christ and and you know all the things that we would claim as promises and victories you yeah. know, the forgiveness of our sins the mercy uh, you know mm-hmm. the the love and the grace those are things that when we are blessed with those we share with other yeah. people so that they can find that is t- that that also mm-hmm. and so we we look through that and, and kind of where one of the the last points that we made in the story is what we're now seeing on earth mm-hmm. we've got the sky up in that upper yeah. level or, or holding the upper level apart from the middle layer. Now the middle layer has been separated into waters and dry land and the land is covered with all this vegetation, trees, flowers, yeah. uh, you know, tomato bushes, yeah. you know, just <laughs> right. what, what, whatever you might imagine. Yeah. This is all covered the earth and it's all got this beauty and it's all telling us about God's invisible qualities of his eternal power and his yeah. divine nature. And at this point, there's still a whole lot that we know God's going to create because we've read the story that God has not yet created. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have birds or fish Mm -hmm. or mammals or animals or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We don't have humans yet at this point. But what we now see is on day three, the earth is becoming capable mm-hmm. of sustaining the life that God intends yeah. to create. And one of the things I learned from that is that God's vision for creation is so big. Yeah couldn't tell it to us all at once
1: no, right <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know yes. god's vision for our lives is sometimes like i've got a vision for your life and here's the yeah. next step yeah. you need to take and I, we talked about that i think back in the fall in the yes. walk this way series yes. just take the next step the and, next and god's going to reveal yeah. whatever subsequent steps you'd have to take yeah
1: well and it, it's so interesting to me as you were talking about seed and you're and you were talking about the ability to reproduce and then now you're talking about um, creation and the time, the process that it takes for God to do this, it, you know, it's, it's interesting when we talk about the ability to reproduce, that there really isn't anything that I can think of off the top of my head. There's probably some anomaly of nature that does this, but that where it, when it reproduces, it doesn't, it, it doesn't reproduce the size that the adult is. So like for a plant, it's not a clone. It just doesn't. Right, it's yeah. not a clone, exactly. It starts out very small and has to go through stages in order to mature. Right. And that is true physically, it's true for us as spiritual yeah. beings.
0: Emotionally. Emotionally, yeah.
1: yeah. And I think too that that's such a good um thing to draw out of the story about who God is and what he expects of us. Right. Because God does not expect us uh to not have to go through the process of maturing. You know, he wants us to walk the journey of growing with him and becoming closer to him. He doesn't expect us to be, I I hesitate to say he doesn't expect us to be perfect because in Matthew, Jesus said, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. But I do feel like he doesn't expect us to gain it all at once. Like, it's okay to walk the process, right. you know? I,
0: I th- that's how God has created it. I mm-hmm. mean, that's how I look at it. That that seed grows into you know it, a little sprout. Yeah. It grows into a little stem. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that has to happen um, whenever a plant grows. Yeah. And, and to me, that's so helpful because, again, when we think of one giant landmass, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, where, if, if I were to make a movie of creation and I wanted the movie to... Cause people to stop and think. Mm-hmm. Uh, on day three, you know, it wouldn't be well. Let's separate the water and the land, and God <laughs> said it, and it happened. Uh-huh. That's a very boring movie.
1: Right, <laughs> right, right, right.
0: But if so, if I'm making a movie, what I'm doing is, you know, all of a sudden I'm showing where mm-hmm. mountains start climbing mm-hmm. out of the water. I'm I'm showing a <laughs> volcano that yeah. explodes into the sky, uh-huh. and and forms hawaii you know? i mean <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm showing a process yeah. of creation and the fact that god said it and it happened doesn't mean there wasn't still a process right exactly it, it, there, mm-hmm. there still could be a process but in the understanding of, of moses and you know it, it was handed down to him through oral tradition people yeah. saying hey this is how it happened yeah um that god speaks and that's the end of the day you know <laughs> right. again they may not have been that 24 right hour period it, it could right. have been longer but the the people that wrote this understood it that was day one yes and so on day three i just love that we're, we're continuing to see god do things i was looking last week i cannot find this um You know, Jeff, I'm just curious, when when you were growing up, and I I think I know the answer to this, did you ever go to Shepherd Mall when it was actually a mall? Yes. Okay, that's what I was hoping. I don't know if they did this when you were growing up, but one of the things I remember, it was was just always fascinating to me, is you would be walking through the mall and you'd see a small crowd of people, and there would be an artist Mm -hmm. sitting there with some of the art on display that this artist could sell, Uh, and a lot of times he was painting stuff on mirrors Oh. and I just remember watching that and it's like, Oh, he made a little waterfall. That's awesome. Uh-huh. And then you watch it go, well, he's adding more paint. Oh, wow. That's even more. And he just kept wow. adding to the picture. He could see things yeah. when I just thought, Hey, that's waterfall. That's cool. Right. You know, he saw the waterfall differently. Yes. And, and just to sit yes. there and watch that creative process and watch how, whatever his vision was yeah. unfolding there in front of a live studio audience, <laughs> um, <laughs> It it was just neat. I tried to look that guy's name up. I haven't found it yet. That's really cool. I I want to say he may have had a a show on OETA. So uh if any of our listeners know about that, please call me and let me know who that is because I've got three sermons left in this series and I I might (laughs) need a little help. You want to use it. That's right. (laughs)
1: That's good.
0: So God's vision of creation is so big, it's not all revealed at Uh once, and we just continue to walk by faith. We we do understand that... um, God has created us. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are also a representation Mm -hmm. of something God creates that will continue to create. And of course, when humanity falls, Mm -hmm. you know, and people think all is lost because sin has entered the world and and we Mm -hmm. struggle and and we love darkness rather than light because our deeds are evil. I just remember that promise from Ephesians chapter two, verse Mm -hmm. 10, for we are God's workmanship other translations uh have different ideas of it there's one translation that's truly great it's you are god's masterpiece yeah. mm-hmm. created in christ jesus to do good works mm-hmm. and we believe the good works that god wants us to do is to continue to make disciples mm-hmm. of all people you know i i as we think about that that girl i knew in college i remember her name was joe mm-hmm. you know wherever joe is whatever she's doing I, I hope god has continued to reveal himself the way and to her in a way that she understands and Mm -hmm. receives and that she now has come to believe in God. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't beat myself up that I didn't know the answers Mm-mm. at that time because I was still growing and Mm-mm. maturing. Right. So, any closing thoughts you have today?
1: Well, I just encourage you to keep reading the the creation story. This really is a story that we tend to think we've mastered by the time we're in second grade, and our second grade Sunday school teachers have already taught it to us, and we don't often go back and reread it. So, I would just encourage you to continue to read along with us and read it in different translations and uh, and pray about what God is revealing. And,
0: and ask those questions that, that we mm-hmm. sometimes raise and, and can't answer. Friends, we're always so glad. It's a blessing to us to be able to do this podcast, and we trust that it's a blessing to you to be able to listen to it. We do encourage you to share this with other people if you think it might be helpful for them. And of course, w- this is one of our means of digital discipleship. It's a new step for us in the church, even though it's probably been around for a long time. It, mm-hmm. It's new for us, um, but even those people that worship with us online, we, we're always hopeful that. They will come on a Sunday and we will get to meet them and hug them and mm-hmm. uh share the Lord's Supper with them. We have three services. 815 is our traditional service and then of course 930 and 1050 are our regular services. We would love to see you there. We do understand some people don't feel safe getting out, and so be safe. Join us online if you can't, but when you're able and feel safer, please join us on site. We would love to see you there. Have a great day. Have a great week. God bless you. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe I'll work for you. God bless